0: This is the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast presented by MetaShare. Together, we'll unpack fantasy, faith, and life. I'm Bryce Johnson with Harrison Zuckerberg, and we are your fantasy coaches here to encourage you and help you win while also finding meaning and purpose throughout the fantasy season. We won't always be right, but we hope we'll be convincing we're a part of the Unpacking It Podcast Network. I'm coming to you from the Unpacking It Ministry studio in Charlotte, North Carolina. Wow, we're getting close to the fantasy playoffs, and so we have a lot to discuss today as we prepare. Uh, for many, this is the final week in the regular season. For some, the playoffs have already begun, depending on how big your league is and and what week you end the fantasy playoffs, but it's that time. Things are Heating up, and of course in the NFL, same, same way, we are seeing a couple teams uh, slide out of playoff contention in real life, and so as we've talked about the last couple of weeks, how does that affect us in fantasy, and who are those teams getting hot right now, and those players that we want to target in fantasy down the stretch, uh, that's going to be what's key, and so today on the show, during our breakout segment, we'll also talk about fantasy loyalty. And how it actually is a great thing at times, but this time of year, some of those players that we were loyal to early in the year, some of those guys that delivered for us in week three, in week four, they're not playing well anymore. And we may actually have to bench them or even release them this late in the season so that we have a lineup that is maximized for this time of year, this playoff run that hopefully you are on, in your, in your league. And so the Unpacking It Fantasy League, we begin our playoffs this weekend, uh, which should be fun as well. So we'll keep you posted on that throughout the, uh, the playoffs. And so uh, Harrison was sick last week. We've got him back. Uh, now I'm battling a little something today, but, but we'll, we'll push through and uh, we'll have some fun together. Uh, we always love hearing from you, your questions, your thoughts. Uh, you can leave those comments anywhere you're watching live and then also email later bryce at unpackingit.com. Want to thank our sponsors. First off, Sugar Creek Coffee. We love having them on board. Visit sugarcreekcoffee.com. Use the promo code UNPACK. Save a little money and support uh, Fantasy Football Fellowship as well as Unpacking It. And and what's great about Sugar Creek Coffee, uh, others typically, they have pre-roasted beans, but they don't roast. Until you actually place an order. And so you can be assured the freshest roasted coffee is delivered to your door. So wherever you are, you can order some Sugar Creek coffee. Uh, it's handcrafted, small batch, artesian roasted uh, here locally in the Charlotte area, but they'll send it to you. So sugarcreekcoffee.com, use the promo code Unpack. We're also brought to you by Metashare. And if you're looking for an affordable, reliable healthcare option you can trust, Check out Metashare today, metashare.com slash unpacking it. All right, let's welcome Harrison back to the show, and we want to hear from you as well. What were your fantasy shenanigans that took place this past weekend and last night? I know last night's game was sort of a a weird one. Once again, Tom Brady gets the win in dramatic fashion. Just when we thought they were done, Saints were going to pull it out. Tom Brady, Rashad White they they make it happen. So, Harrison, great to see you. How you feeling? Fantasy-wise, looks like you're you're good to go health-wise.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling great fantasy-wise. I went 2 and 1 this week and my one loss was in a league where I had already clinched the playoffs. I was 10 and 1 or 11 and 1 entering the week. So, my guys were just taking a rest to get ready for the playoffs you know, taking that final bye week like NFL teams do uh, in week 16 <laughs> or week 17 now. So they're going to be good to go by, by playoff time. I told them just to, you know, sit on the sidelines, get themselves healthy for when it really matters. Um, and then my other two leagues, another one I'm pretty much locked in, but a win felt good for seeding. And then in my final league, I started out the season one and five in this league, and I've completely turned it around depending on how this week goes. I could sneak into the final playoff spot. There's a bunch of us tied right now. It's going to be point differential, head-to-head. So that last week winning was huge for me because now I have a chance to sneak into the playoffs after being in last place for pretty much wow. the first half of the season.
0: That's why we never give up. We keep going. We keep making making adjustments and uh, fighting for that that last playoff spot. So uh, hopefully that's the case for our, our listeners as well. So there you go. That's, that's positive, Harrison. For me, a little little negative. So my big league, you know, drafted mid-August, felt so good about my draft. I was thrilled. I was like, man, this is going to be a great year. And last night, my playoff chances absolutely dwindled because here's what I needed last night. I needed Taysom Hill to do nothing. I was up by six. And sure enough, last night, <laughs> Taysom Hill finally wakes up. He hasn't done anything in weeks. gets into the end zone, beats me and and my team that I've just been surviving all year. Looks like that kind of put put an end to my my, my chances. So that was my big league. However, I'm in four other leagues. Those I'm I'm doing all right. Uh, At least three of them uh, in in playoff contention and and even a chance to to at least win win one or two of those. So uh, so that's exciting. But what, what I found interesting over the weekend, the Lamar Jackson injury, very costly For fantasy managers, however, in one league I had I started Lamar Jackson, I still won. In another league, I went up against Lamar Jackson, and he still won. I mean, I don't even know how that's possible, but that was that was kind of crazy uh, that that I saw. And then, you know, I think across the board too, uh, you know, so, some injuries to, to to running backs. You know, Ken Walker that was a, a big deal. And then for me, as I I talk about every week, the Colts. The Colts are a disaster. They continue to kill my team. Um, And so, you know, that Ryan can't throw the ball, but he does find Alec Pierce. So Alec Pierce has this big game. I need Michael Michael Pittman to have a big game. Not the case. He was uh, he was a letdown there. So um, anyway, lots of fantasy shenanigans as as we head into either the final week of the regular season or or into the playoffs. But who are some players that you're most excited about right now, down the stretch, that you feel like are going to be league winners and and players that, you know, are coming on at the right time?
1: For me, I think the obvious answer is Isaiah Pacheco. I mean – he, We knew he had the talent. It was just about getting the opportunity. He officially surpassed Clyde Edwards-Hilaire a few weeks ago. He's now scored touchdowns and back-to-back games as well, so they're giving him the red zone work. I mean, he looks like the guy now that down the stretch, the Chiefs are starting to realize we can't throw the ball 50 times a game with Patrick Mahomes in a win. We have to establish some sort of run game. He's now the running back of choice there. I think he is going to be someone who's going to be great over this fantasy playoff stretch uh, as the Chiefs look to contend for you know, a Super Bowl and push for that number 1 seed in the AFC. And he's going to be the main running back a part of that offense. I, I love Pacheco, too. I've got him in a couple leagues,
0: feeling feeling very positive uh, about him. And as far as sort of the, the the flip side of that, who are some guys you're uh, – maybe you thought I – mean, we always like to, to hold each other accountable – here on this show, some guys that you thought were going to be great this time of year, but now you're questioning that and and they're, they're not living up to it lately.
1: Yeah, so one guy that I thought that was going to be fantastic as the year went on uh, was Chris Olave because I didn't think the Saints would end up being as much of a disaster as they would be to start the season. You know, they were okay to start the year. Olave was playing great. And then over the last few weeks, he has really, he's not been terrible, but he's just been giving you a lot of, you know, four receptions for 50 yard type of games, where it's like, ah, I can't bench him, but I can't start him. You know, I thought he was someone who was going to take a really solid opening part of the season. The offense was going to click as they got a little bit more familiar as the head coach and the scheme sort of figured itself out and he was going to explode. And he has taken a step back. That has definitely not happened as the Saints season has gone on. So
0: we've already got a comment coming in. Alvin Kamara, a little disappointing
1: last night. How do you feel about him moving forward? Yeah, it's interesting because Alvin Kamara, again, is the best player in this offense and someone who was, you know, a first or second round pick in a lot of drafts and you want to perform at a high level. Um, You know, he's probably going to get the volume that you can expect, but really what his value has come from for a while has been touchdowns and he has not gotten that this season just because of the lack of scoring opportunities in New Orleans. So I think that's concerning down the stretch is that I don't think you're going to get those huge boom games from him moving forward. Now, he's still definitely a, a startable running back who's going to be solid just based off of volume, but it's going to be hard for him to get those you know, 20-something point games that we saw him consistently get where he was having two touchdowns, three touchdowns, five touchdowns in a game sometimes last season and seasons prior. Yeah, I'm,
0: I guess in general, probably should be out on the Saints as far as depending on them to to carry you down the play down the stretch and into the playoffs. Um, for me, a little accountability. So I traded away Derek Carr, sort of gave up on the Raiders, and I, I'm slightly regretting that. I, I've been wrong on, on that to a certain extent. And Devontae Adams, oh my goodness! I mean, he's he's lighting it up, and then of course Carr is getting him the ball. So that that connection that, you know, it was good early on, but it's almost like getting to another level. Now the Raiders are actually, you know, winning some games and they're staying alive as far as they're not totally a, a, a dead team like, say, the Denver Broncos are. Uh, so I, I may I may be missing out on that a little bit. I actually had a chance to sort of maybe make a move for Devontae Adams a few weeks ago, passed on that, and that was a, a mistake as well. Um, and then, also, uh, let's see where where else am I kind of missing on? You know the Chargers. Uh, you know the Chargers have been one of those those difficult teams to sort of figure out. And even Eckler, he's been fine. He's been solid. He's right there, but he's not the elite elite running back that we probably need him to be to go all the way. Um, and then of course, your boy Mike Williams continues to be you know a disappointment this year. And then, like I said a few weeks ago, I'm so bummed. That I let go of Josh Palmer because he continues to be a very nice receiver for the Chargers. So for me, the Chargers have just been one of those weird teams all year long, hard to figure out. I was all in on them, like I was with the Colts, and it hasn't panned out as well for me. Um, and it kind of how I've responded to the Chargers throughout the season and guys that I, you know, like Palmer that I I did not stick with. Uh, and then I would say. Josh Kelly's someone interesting to at least because Eckler, Eckler's not dominating like I want him to. Josh Kelly's an interesting name to to stash on your bench just in case. Uh, so be be alert. Like I said a few weeks ago, with P. Ryan Kelly's my next guy uh, to 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 keep an eye out for. Um, on the positive side for me, uh, you know, P. Ryan's been great the last three weeks. Uh, I think he'll still be a part of things. Looks like Mixon will be back. I think P. Ryan at least has some flex appeal moving forward um and then aj Dillon, i did hang on to him i hung on to him all year long and it might finally pan out so i think i think we're finally there uh which is encouraging and then of course tony pollard my guy every week i keep telling you hey stick with him, keep him in your lineups don't worry about zeke uh there's room for both of them so uh any other any other uh kind of players that you're either you need to be accountable uh, about
1: or or somebody that you're excited about yeah so one guy that need to be accountable about is christian watson uh three weeks ago when he had his huge 30.3 touchdown game i was a little you know wary of you know i don't think this is going to continue he's not a huge part of the offense he doesn't get that many touches which has been true for the last couple of weeks he's only had 12 touches the last three weeks but he has scored 20 points every single week off those touches because he has scored a touchdown for every two touches he's gotten. He's scored five touchdowns, which is just insane. I can't remember a guy who's been this efficient scoring touchdowns. Every other time he's touching the ball, it's for a touchdown. The only guys I could think of were like Julius Thomas on the Denver Broncos when Peyton Manning was there. Or I believe Cordero Patterson's rookie season, he scored like nine touchdowns. That was off of like rushing attempts and returns too. I don't know. I couldn't find anyone who's scored double-digit touchdowns or close to it off this little reception. So if anyone listening can remember playing fantasy and there was a guy who would get you know two receptions every week but get a touchdown, let me know. Because I just can't think of one. This is unbelievable, the rate that he is going at at the end of the season.
0: Another team we were I was ready to give up on the Packers and thought shut down Aaron Rodgers. Now, it was against your Bears this past weekend and we know how Aaron Rodgers does against the Bears, but but Watson Watson has been very consistent, very reliable. Once he got over the injuries and that that initial drop, remember his, his first pass was like a drop, and we all gave, "Ah, he stinks. Forget about Christian Watson." He's been, he's been awesome. And and along those lines, I'm curious from listener standpoint, I'll ask you this too, Harrison. What rookie do you feel like can be a league winner this year? Is it Christian Watson? Is there another rookie that you feel like he's going to get a chance right now toward the, you know, the playoff run is going to win some, some championships for people.
1: Yeah. I think Christian Watson's definitely one. I think the one that, People in the beginning of the year that were super excited for, then forgot about and probably dropped due to injury. Is Jahan Dotson on Washington? I mean, the Washington offense has looked great with Taylor Heineke. Dotson came back this week, you know, fully healthy now, had nine targets, had a great touchdown at the end of the game. Again, cemented himself as the number two there behind Terry McLaurin. I think he's someone who's going to be super involved, as Barry forgot about, and is back on waivers because he was injured during the mid part of the season. And people forget that during those early weeks, he was a touchdown machine like Christian Watson, He was scoring a touchdown or two pretty much every single week. You know, commanders are going to be making a playoff push. They're a competitive team. I think he's someone who definitely needs to be on rosters and probably even started in your flex as, as an option there. Um, I think he could really explode. And then just another long shot one where we haven't seen him on the field yet, but Jamison Williams, if Jamison Williams comes back and his healthy for the Detroit Lions. They've shown the ability to compete and win games and throw the ball over the place. Super explosive player. If he gets a shot, he could definitely have some monster games in the playoffs. The one name for me that I'm I'm, I'm I am relying
0: on coming off uh, an off game for sure is George Pickens. I, I think the Steelers the Steelers are one of those teams that they seem to be clicking better now and with things well Cincinnati's probably going to win that division with the Ravens now struggling Cleveland they're just not gonna be able to click this late in the year bringing back to Sean Watson which we may talk about later but um so Pittsburgh I like some momentum there and George Pickens could be that rookie especially if he's your flex if he's if if you're counting on him as a wide receiver one or two eh, that's a stretch but as a flex he could be nice down the stretch, so that that would be my one one rookie. Uh, as much as I want Damian Pierce to carry me, still some hesitation there. A decent game, decent game against Cleveland, but uh, not necessarily the league winner that we thought after you know, Week Three or Four. Um, so that actually leads us into uh, this week's breakout. So we'll we'll, we'll talk to Harrison uh, in just a minute, and and we'll uh, we'll get some more waiver wire uh, discussion with with him and and some other preparation for. The, the playoffs, uh, but this week's breakout uh, is all about fantasy loyalty. and as we you know head into final week playoffs, uh we're we're trying to hone in on who are the guys that are going to carry us, who's going to play well this time of year? what's you know who, who's going to contribute not based on what they did in weeks three and four. Well, what are they doing in weeks 14, 15, 16? What are the matchups that they have? You know Who has some divisional games coming up that, that are beneficial? Those are the players that, that we need to focus on right now. They're going to make our team better. And what ends up happening, though, as we make these lineup decisions, we think back to some of those guys that we could trust, that we did depend on early in the year. That one guy that that remember he 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 won the week for you in week six, and so you have a, a sense of loyalty to him. But the reality is, since week six, he hasn't done much for you. But you keep putting him in your lineup because you have those those good you know those those memories of week six or seven. But now it's week fourteen, and who is going to be the the contributor? And and so, you know, one one of the keys to being a successful fantasy manager is knowing, you know, when to to be patient with a struggling player and and to to continue to put him in your lineup. You're like, yeah it's a couple off games. That's okay. He'll be fine. Versus understanding, no, no, no. It's time to let him go. It's time to bench him. And I, I've got to I've got to make some changes. i got to make some changes to my lineup this time of year. Uh it's important to do so. And and so uh you know, in fantasy, it, it can be tough letting go of a player that that we have been cheering for all season, but we just know that it's time. It's time to, make, to to release them. Time to bench them. And so, here at Fantasy Football Fellowship, we take fantasy concepts, relate them to the Bible, relate them to our own lives, and and so in life, there are people that we surround ourselves with, and and friends that we've known for a long time, that sometimes those relationships can go in the wrong direction. And we have to question our loyalty. And, you know, it's great to be patient with our friends and the people in our circles and stick by them, especially when they're struggling. We say, no, nah, they'll turn it around. They'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. We stick, we stick by them. We keep putting them in our, in our lineup, so to speak. But oftentimes there, there comes a point where we have to realize that they're actually bringing us down. They're bringing. They're 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 forcing us to go the wrong direction. Their behavior is having a negative effect on us, and and of course, you know, we keep praying for them, and and we we let them know that we still care, but we can't necessarily continue to have the same relationship that we once had. You know, we have those memories from from week six, so to speak. And, and man, oh, great high school, college friend or, or, or you know, ah, former coworker. And, and they were great maybe for a season, but then maybe they've made choices. They've, they've brought some negativity to our lives and we can't have that same relationship. We can't be around them as often as we used to be. Um, and so the, this is a, a key decision that we have to make in our lives, but it requires a lot of discernment and prayer, not where we burn bridges, not where we just, you know, kick people out of our lives. We do it with grace and love, and and compassion. But we just sort of pull back, and and so we have to recognize that that when we're around them, you know, they tempt us to to act a certain way. That that we've left that that life behind. That we've turned. We're we're we're, we're you know, our eyes are, are fixed on Jesus and, and living the life that He's calling us to live. Now, hopefully we've got people in our lives that we're saying, hey, come along with me. Come live this life with Jesus with me. But there are some people that say, no, I don't, I don't want that. And they're trying to bring us down with them. And so those are, the, those are the situations where we have to evaluate our relationships and figure out, wait a second, I, 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 can't, I can't keep them in the circle the same way that I used to. Not in the, same, in the lineup, so to speak. I got to bench, I got to bench that relationship. And it sounds harsh, but we have to be obedient to, to where we're at in following Jesus. And, and again, we want to bring them up with us, but sometimes they're trying to bring us down and we've got to go a different direction. And so the Bible warns us in Proverbs 13, 20, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. 1 Corinthians 15, reiterates, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. And so loyalty is a valuable characteristic to live by. Absolutely. But when it causes us to keep people around who draw us away from God, invite us down the wrong path, then we have to make the tough decision to go in a different direction. And just like in fantasy, yes, there's, there's something you know, cool about fantasy loyalty. Guys that you know, helped us win early in the year, we stick with them, but then there comes a point, ugh, I can't, I can't, I can't continue. I can't continue to put them in my lineup. And so hopefully in life, this is only for a short season. That relationship can be restored when they're open to us, lifting them up instead of them bringing us down. And, and sometimes, you know, walking away from the relationship, may the, the impetus needed to actually bring positive change in their life because they recognize, man, I miss being around them. And then they, they're more willing and open to, uh, to have some, some you know, honest conversations. And so lastly, Psalm 1, 1 through 3 uh, provides this encouragement. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. And so this week, let's evaluate our loyalty and make sure that it's leading to victory in fantasy and, and in life. And, and let's continue to be a great friend. But sometimes being a great friend means uh, putting some relationships, uh, changing the dynamics a little bit. Um, and so seeking the Lord for that direction, for that, that wisdom and knowing how to approach that. And, and ultimately, we want to surround ourselves with, with people that are, that are pointing us to Jesus Pushing us forward, um, and we're positively impacting their life. They're positively impacting our life as well. There are certain situations where, yeah, we want to step into you know messy relationships, and 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 again, build build and bring people up with us, and and hey, come along this journey with Jesus, with me. So so we do want that. Um, but sometimes we got to have the tough tough conversations. That's for sure. All right. So that's this week's breakout. I hope that's encouraging. Uh, thought-provoking for you. Uh, you can read more about that on FantasyFootballFellowship.com. All right, we've only got a couple minutes left here today on the show, uh, but let's bring back Harrison and and talk a little waiver wire as we uh, – man, every decision right now, It's it's crucial. It's key. So who are you
1: targeting this week when you jump on the waiver wire? So, I think the first one this week has to be one of the Seattle running backs. Every single one there is banged up with Ken Walker going down. You know, even though he's been like electric this season, I could see them taking it slow with him. You know, he's a rookie. You don't want to push him back on the field and have a more devastating injury, especially with them making a playoff push. Probably want to sit him out for a week to make sure he's good to go. Travis Homer's also injured there. DJ Dallas is also injured there. So, the one guy that I'm looking at from Seattle is your guy from last year, Tony Jones. If you remember him from the New Orleans Saints, he had one big week one that did nothing the rest of the season, but he is there in Seattle. I think he could be the guy that this next week, we know Seattle likes to run the ball. Whoever their running back is, they're always productive. I think he could have a really solid week this week as a flex player if um, Kenneth Gainwell or Kenneth Walker does end up sitting out for this week. The one guy I'm intrigued by, Zamir White with you know Josh Jacobs
0: banged up in, in Las Vegas. like I said earlier, that, that Vegas offense is looking a little better. Uh, so Zamir White kind of has that potential if, if Jacobs did miss some time. Now Jacobs has carried a big load this year. almost surprisingly so, just with Josh McDaniels taking over. So he may be you know he wearing down toward the end of the year. Zamir White, uh, a rookie, could, could have some potential there. The one player, though, I'm curious your thoughts on this. In Buffalo. So we, of course, Buffalo offense, it's awesome. It's one of the best offenses. You want pieces of this offense. But the running back committee there is intriguing. You know, on one thought, they trade for Naeem Hines. They don't use him much. Are they saving him for a playoff run? James Cook, they draft him. Impressive player out of Georgia. Haven't used him a ton, but they're starting to use him more. Coming off a really nice week this this past week. But Singletary has been sort of steady, not great, but steadily good. So you got these three guys. Do you want, you know, Hines and Cook probably are still on the waiver wire in in many leagues. Are you you in on one or the other or sort of uh, take a little bit of the committee and don't expect much? Where do you come out on that?
1: So I'm completely out on Hines because Hines has gotten there and we expect him to take over Cook's role as the veteran. And he has not done that at all. He has not seen the field in pretty much any of their games. So I would not even touch Hines. I think Cook is very interesting, though, because we thought he was just, you know, going to be the receiving back compliment to Singletary. But this week, him and Singletary both played the same amount of snaps. Cook had more carries than him in those snaps. He had more targets than him in those snaps. Now, Singletary did get the touchdown, which is obviously the most valuable thing in the Buffalo offense, but I think that kind of masks in other fantasy owners' eyes who the true running back to have should be going forward. I think Cook's going to be the guy who starts to get the volume down the stretch. I think Singletary will definitely still be the red zone guy, as he has for the entire season, but I would not be surprised if you start seeing games where – you know, just like last week, instead of being Singletary getting 15 carries and Cook getting three, it's Cook getting 12 carries, Singletary getting nine and Cook getting five receptions on top of that. I think he could be a really, you know, the the ceiling probably isn't there. but I think the floor should be pretty high for him on a week to week basis if he can keep the same workload that he did last week moving forward.
0: Yeah, and I, I would feel relatively confident putting James Cook in as a flex move moving forward. Not, I'm not willing to say he's, a, he's an RB2 just yet, but but definitely definitely a flex. Uh, one last guy just to mention, he's probably not in anybody's waiver, but I happened to pick up Cam Akers a couple of weeks ago, and I'm totally out on the Rams. They're a disaster. They're right there with Denver just as a dumpster fire. Um, however, Cam Akers had a pretty nice game, and he got the volume. And, and so I, I think I'm going to put him in as a flex this week. Because the Rams just don't have anybody else. They, they don't even have anybody to throw to. So they Akers will at least get something. In the NFL, even the worst teams, like there's still yards available and, and a garbage time touchdown. And actually the Rams were even in that game against Seattle on Sunday. So anyway, uh I'll I'll in some ways it's accountability for me, but I'm I'm intrigued by, by Akers a little bit. little bit there's some interest there so any final thoughts Harrison as we uh we wrap up today's show it was a quick 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 show today
1: yeah so I think the last one for me is don't be fooled by Tyler Huntley coming in and taking over the job for Lamar Jackson if he's out for these next couple weeks last year he did a fantastic job but he also had a healthy offensive line Hollywood Brown a healthy Mark Andrews and solid running backs there last year he has none of that there this year. If you just look on paper, I don't think it's a crazy thing to say that with Tyler Huntley instead of Lamar, Baltimore has the worst offense in the NFL. There is no one on that roster who can produce on offense. Don't pick up Tyler Huntley and think that he's going to have a 40-point game again like he did last year because he's Lamar Jackson Jr. or something like that. He'll probably have you know an okay game where will he score like 10 to 12 points because of the rushing volume that he'll get? Yes, but do not pick him up and start him over someone who's been your QB for the entire season and producing for you. Cause I just do not think the upside is there for him in that offense.
0: There you go. All right. Good stuff. Also, I'm not panicking on the 49ers. I'm still in on the 49ers Brock Purdy. Let's go. Let's go. I'm a touch concern with
1: Ayuk, but, but overall I'm still, I'm still in on the 49ers. 49ers. 49ers, I think, could be good with Purdy. The only thing that concerns me with them is I've heard rumors about Baker Mayfield possibly going there. Now the Panthers let him go. If Baker Mayfield's the starting quarterback for the 49ers, trade everyone you have on the 49ers. Don't start them. It's going to be awful. But if Brock Purdy's there, you might have a chance to salvage the fantasy season. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, good stuff,
0: Harrison. Glad to have you back this week. We missed you last week. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening today. We hope you have an awesome rest of your week and wish you the best. Week 14, here we go. End of the regular season, playoff time. It's a fun time of year. Soak it in, enjoy it, and uh, we'll be with you for the next couple weeks. Uh, walking you through it. So I hope, uh, hope today was encouraging to you. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Bryce. I'm a fantasy manager who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross. For my sin, he was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as fantasy managers who follow Jesus together. We'll talk to you next week right here on the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast presented by MetaShare.